we're going to talk about uh, loyalty memberships, and this is something that should be on the mind of every business owner. This is so important, and so many people are doing this wrong. If you have an existing business, this episode is for you. If you have a new company, you're going to want to listen to this. If you have a failing company, this information is vital for you. This is super important, so you, you're going to want to pay attention. Just so we understand the basics, because loyalty memberships, a lot of us kind of know a little bit about them, but most people don't understand how they work. Their main goal is to do two things. First thing is to keep your existing customer. You know, that's super important. We all know that the customer purchase isn't what's important. What's important is the lifetime value. You want a customer to stay for their life if possible. You know, anybody wanting to lend money or evaluate a company, they say the lifetime value of your customers. And if you don't have a loyalty membership, don't have a way to keep people coming back, you don't have a lifetime customer value. And then the second thing that is super important for membership programs, loyalty membership programs, is to get referrals. And a lot of people miss this part. They don't even think that it's an incredible opportunity to get referrals. And so in a bear market like we are now, advertising stops working well for, for everybody. Starts, customers start to dry up. Ads start to get more expensive. People don't convert like they were converting before. And we're facing all of these big issues that can be solved by a loyalty membership program a good one. And so if your business gets this right, you can survive any market and you don't have to rely on Google, Facebook, or any of these big ads platforms. So, so let's go ahead and get started and we'll talk with our team here and let's unpack all of this during this or digital spaces, this series of podcasts. We're going to learn everything we can about loyalty membership and we're going to become the expert in this, in this arena. My first question, guys, in your life, what loyalty memberships have you been exposed to or participated in for anybody? How about you, Marco? Hi, guys. So as, as always, it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, well, yeah, I agree with what you said. I mean, loyalty membership, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a key point for all brands to, you know, to engage better their customers. And I also do believe that now having the NFTs technology, we can empower loyalty membership. Honestly, personally, I never saw them to be really useful for me to spend time. I mean, why should I focus on something that doesn't really reward me for my time spent? For example, guys, now I'm living in China. Actually, I often order food delivery. I'm sure everybody is quite familiar with, with this. And the brand I'm, I'm, I'm ordering food most often have a loyalty. And I do participate in it. It is well-made, I have to say, and uh, kind of catchy also. A loyalty program, in my opinion, has to be engaging. The last goal is to guide your choice about the product you're going to consume based on order. Like, you know, I buy a meal from that brand app because I want to scale up my loyalty programs. So what's make a difference? The product quality? Definitely. But also, there are many brands, basically, they have the same product quality. What can be also another key point or advantage that a brand can have. Definitely loyalty program. As I said so far, I'm not a big fan of the actual loyalty memberships, but I'm confident that now we have the technology that will somehow, you know, allow the brands to empower them to a, to a different Great. I agree completely. Thank, thanks for those points. Those are, are really valid. And it's interesting because a lot of us don't realize that we're part of loyalty memberships 
until we really think about it deeply. Because some of the best loyalty memberships are kind of hidden. You don't even really realize you're a part of this, but you're consuming it and, and you're a regular for this product without even understanding why. And one of the ones that I found for myself is this company, Audible, and they let you listen to audiobooks. But as part of your membership, they also give you a section of free book. And a lot of times there's some very good free books in there. And if you're not a member, you're paying for that. I found myself month after month, I'm giving them my 20 bucks or whatever it is for years and years. And it's because I think, you know, like you said, the quality, of course, is there. I really like the products, but also because of this membership aspect. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm a supporter of this. I, I give value from these audiobooks. They're consistent. And they give me some free stuff. You know, I have no reason to go look for another platform or to change systems. So how about any other guys? Do you guys have any experience with loyalty memberships in your life? Well, I would like to answer that question based on, on my region because I am based in Africa. And let me just say loyalty membership are a common way for brand to incentivize customers to keep them coming back and engage with their products or services. You know, these are still main examples of loyalty programs to me. And people across my region have you know, been exposed to or participated in so many loyalty programs, but they might not call it that because, you know, it's not recently used over here. But I can share some examples like, let me begin with mobile network loyalty programs. Because loyalty programs, brands can interact with the customers, you know, directly or indirectly. A minimum about network provider across my region offer loyalty programs to their customers and um, include like discounted airtime or free data or exclusive access to their services that is on the network side. And also some supermarket also have loyalty programs that allow customers to gain or end points for their purchases, which can be uh, redeemed for discounts and other rewards. Hotels do loyalty programs also, because many international hotels chains have their presence over here and they offer loyalty programs. And, and finally, uh, for airline, I think it's called the airline frequent flyer program, even though if it's not uh, as common here as it is. In other part of the world, but there are still many airlines that operate within, you know, the continent and offer frequent flyer programs for their customers. It's worth noting that loyalty members can vary widely depending on the region and industries. Many programs may offer um, more tangible rewards while you know others stay focused on providing exclusive access to other bags. You know, regardless of the specific, I think you know that loyalty memberships are valuable way for brands to build relationship with their customers and repeat business. Yeah. Well, thanks for that, Simon. Interesting to learn that loyalty memberships are really starting to take off in your region. And of course, I love your idea about the phone companies. I mean, they're really the kings of loyalty. You know, I know people that would rather die than use something other than their iPhone. So that, that their loyalty runs very deep. The next question, earlier in the beginning, we talked about referrals and how they can be a game changer for your business, you know, because what's the easiest way to double your client list is to have everybody refer one person, you know, and that's the same for your community. It's the same for anything. It's a quick way to scale up if you know how to do it and if you do it right. My question for you guys 
if getting customers and community members to refer a friend is so valuable, how come we don't see it so often? How come so doing it well? What do you guys think? Well, I'll take this one. And uh, to be honest, it, it sounds also kind of weird to me too. I mean, I do believe and understand that the referral is it's key point for loyalty programs, but I do, don't really understand why they, the brands, they are not applying the, this kind of rule. Probably, you know, there, that there are a few potential reasons why some brands may struggle to effectively utilize referral programs to generate new business, actually. One possibility could be that they simply do not have a well-defined strategy or process or brace for encouraging and rewarding referrals. That, that could be an option. Without clear guidelines and incentivize, uh, customers may not feel motivated to actively promote the brand to others. I mean, why should I promote the brand I'm, I'm participating into to someone else if I don't really get any advantage on that or maybe any real advantage that I can enjoy. So that could be a reason why. And another potential challenge is, is that some brands may, may not have a strong enough value proposition to inspire a genuine enthusiasm and loyalty among customers. That, that could be another possible reason. You know, if people don't feel strongly about the brand or its products, they may be less likely to, you know, to recommend this brand to, to the others, even if, even if there, there, there is a reward for doing so. Uh, finally, you know, it's, it's worth nothing that some brands may, may have difficulty tracking and measuring the impact of their referral program. That could be also another reason why they are not doing that. Without, you know, without clear metrics and analytics, it can be hard to determine uh, whether a referral program is actually driving new businesses and, you know, delivering a positive return on investments. Those are some examples that came to my mind to, to explain why they are not doing that or they are not doing that properly. But I do believe, as, as, as you said, John, Josh, that, you know, it's, it's, I mean, the, the referral, it's, it's a key point for, for us. Yeah, great points. I agree with you. And especially the issue with the tracking, the failure to tracking. It's so interesting because companies will track everything. You know, they'll, tr they'll have their analytics. They'll, they'll have a team of, of nerds crunching everything that they do, but they're not tracking their referrals. And uh, to me, I, I think it's a bit of laziness, you know, because if you, if you ask a brand how their referrals are, they, they all say, oh, they're, they're good. You know, if you ask them, well, you know, what, what are they? Nobody knows. You know, they'll be like, oh, I got one the other day or... The salesperson got one, you know, but their recent memory of it makes them think that they get a lot. But when they actually crunch the numbers, they're hardly getting any. And so just paying attention to it is, is a huge piece of it. You know, just saying, hey, we want referrals. We're going to track it. We're going to have the entire team and the staff and our culture be about refers, referrals and, and show their importance and, and show the importance of rewarding the people that do do it and rewarding them well. And, and, you know, when you create this kind of environment, it helps everybody else to see, hey, well, this is what we're supposed to be doing, you know? And when they see their coworker or other members mentioned in the newsletter or mentioned in the email or given a public reward or a public gift, that makes everybody else think, well, well, hey, you know, I'm not doing the right thing. I need to start referring. There's a lot of things that just don't get done that need to get done. And, and that's part of this podcast and part of this series is to educate the brands 
get everybody up to speed because there are some amazing Web3 tools that basically turbocharge all of this and, and make it much more efficient and much more effective. The, the other thing I think is that a lot of people have a psychological blocks to referring. You know, they maybe they're shy. You know, sometimes sometimes referring can actually be dangerous because let's say you refer somebody. I had this during the the COVID time. You know, I was it's you feel scared whether or not to tell somebody if they should get the vaccine or not because what if five years from now they're like, oh, the vaccine caused all this, you know, and and so you have this fear even if you think that maybe it's the right thing to do. And it's the same with a lot of customers. Maybe even if they've been your customer, who knows, maybe you make a mistake with their friend and that reflects poorly on them. There's that psychological hurdle to get past. But once you get past that, people love referring and, and they love bringing other friends to enjoy the good service and the good quality that you provide. That's kind of my take on it. How about any of you other guys? Let me, let me start by saying... Well, even though referral marketing is a powerful way for brands to, you know, acquire new customers and, and expand their reach, when a satisfied customer refer a friend or a family to a brand, it, it can lead to, you know, high quality leads and, and you know, conver conversion because of the potential customer is already primed to trust the brand based on the recommendation from, you know, someone that they know or, or trust that you know, have referred them. But, but however, despite the potential benefit of, um, of referral marketing, um, not all brands are successful in implementing effective referral programs due to some portable X and, and limitation. Let me say, let me start by saying, you know, lack of incentives could be a form of limitation, you know, to referral programs. Referral programs need to offer tangible and appealing in incentives to encourage customers to refer their friends and, and, and if the reward are not attractive enough, you know, customers may not be motivated to participate and, and, and also poor communication may be a, a, a limitation also because it's important for, for brands to communicate the detail of their referral program clearly and, and frequently to their customers, right? And, and I think, you know, this could be explaining the benefits of participation or, you know, how do you refer a friend or, or, you know, when the rewards will be given to those that, you know, have been referred or those that referred. And so customers sometimes become confused or unaware of how the program works. And, you know, like the less likely it is for them to refer others. And, and also people have been complaining about inadequate tracking and reporting techniques. And, and it's, it's a very big issue in the, you know, referral program. And if you ask me, I would say that referral programs need to, you know, have a system in place to track these referral accurately and report on the success of the programs to, you know, facilitate the process. And, and, and so the tracking and reporting mechanism are not set up correctly. It can be difficult for brand to, to measure the impact of the program and optimize it for, for um, a better result. And also, finally, I could say lack of focus also on customer experience is also a factor because, you know, the success of the referral program ultimately depends on the overall customer experiences. Like if, if, if a customer is not satisfied with the brand product or their services or, you know, customer services as it may be, they are, you know, are likely to refer others. And so um, brand needs to prioritize delivering an exceptional 
you know, customer experience in, in increasing the likelihood of referrals. And, and, and also to wrap things up, you know, brand needs to offer compelling incentives and communication, you know, tracking and, and support in the referral programs. And, and, you know, like, like I said before, prioritize customer experience to ensure the success of the referral and, and marketing incentives. Yeah. Okay. Excellent points. And I just wanted to mention, you made me think of something that's often said by my marketing mentor, this guy, Dan Kennedy, he's a brilliant marketer, written so many books about it. And he says that you should take the referral out of the hands of the customer because, you know, they're not good at it. So what he says is instead of asking your customer, Hey, go get your friends. What you do is you ask your customer, can you put your friends names down on this form? Or can you think of some people that you recommend that could be as happy as you are with our service or with our community, you know, because we we're based on referrals and, and that's how we get our community to grow. So if there's anybody you could write down that I can get in touch with, that would be great. And so by doing that, now you have this lead list and then you can go to the person as the professional marketer, not just somebody who doesn't know how to talk about your brand. Instead, you can go and you can say, Hey, this person, Joe, your, your close friends said that you would be interested in this. And, and just from that little referral, the person has trust for you and it's already a warm lead. And so, so that can help solve that problem when the custom, when somebody isn't referring because they don't know how, if, if, it, if it's like you said, if it's an pr- issue with the product or with the service or, or things like that, yeah, that's a different story. But if they're happy and maybe they're just shy or maybe they just don't feel comfortable talking to their friends, you can take that piece out of their hands. And, and do it yourself and, and still get that referral and, and still grow in that way. So thanks so much for bringing that up, Simon. So the next question I have for you guys, while we're talking about memberships and refers, referrals, have you thought of a time when you made a referral? You know, is there a company or a moment where you just had to give a referral you felt compelled to? What do you think? Can you guys have an example of that? I, yeah, I do. I can think of several, you know, examples where I, I have referred people to products or services that I have used and enjoyed actually, because, you know, I refer basically only what I enjoyed. That's the key point. In most cases, my, my motivation for, for doing so has been a combination of my own positive experience with the product or service and a desire uh, to share that experience with others, with my closed ones. For example, I, well, I have recommended certain books, movies, TV shows, you know, to friends and family members based on my own enjoyment of them. I, well, yeah, I, I have also referred people to certain restaurants, for example, gyms, you know, or, or other businesses based on my positive experiences as a customer, you know, being a customer of those, of those services or businesses. But in some cases, I have also been motivated to, to refer others to, to products of the rewards of incentives offered by, by the brands. For, for example, you know, I may have referred a friend to a particular credit card or a subscription service because I knew I could earn a referral bonus for doing so, but also because I was sure that my friends would have enjoyed the same services. However, I typically only do this if I genuinely believe that the product or service is a good fit for the person I am referring to. 
let me add also that referring the product or services, you know, for, for the reward, I could potentially get, wasn't the main reason overall, to be honest. The main reason was because I had enjoyed the, you know, the one free coffee on, this is just an example, okay, but you know, the one free coffee on 20 I bought isn't a strong motivation or, or, or incentive for me. I don't care really about it. You know, I, I do care about the experience, quality, and ses- sense of mer- membership that, that the brands give to, to me. The financial or economical reward is offered isn't motivating enough, I do believe. It's about engagement. You know, instead of getting a free coffee every 20, I'd rather prefer to have, you know, one month's free subscription or to another service after 50 coffee I have bought. So cross-brand loyalty is definitely the future. It's a, it's a powerful instrument that, you know, brands they have. And also the analytics, as we mentioned before, as, as Simon mentioned before, it's so important for brands to identify other brands compatible with their customer behavior and, and, and preference. That's a strong point. Yeah, some great points there. And I love the idea that you need more than one, you know, because like you said, if you're just getting a reward, hey, maybe that's not strong enough. Maybe once in a while, you know, if it's easy, the reward will pull it off. But if you love the company, you you feel like you're a part of it, you believe in what they're doing and you get a reward, you know, all these things stack up and then it's a no brainer. It's like, hey, I got to get my buddy involved in this. So, so great points. I just want to tell a little story about a referral that I do all the time and preparing for this call really made me think of it. So there's this man in Chiang Mai in Thailand and he owns this little custom leather shop and he looks like he's right out of the 1960s. You know, he had his long black hair. He's always in jeans and bell bottoms and wears a lot of silver and his little shop has Jimi Hendrix on the walls and it just, it's really like this 1960s iconic environment. And every time I go there, I end up drinking some rice whiskey out in the street with him and my, and my wife. And, and, and it, we just, we end up staying in his shop for hours and hours. And every time we end up buying something and, you know, and my wife and I are vegetarians, we're, we're not even these big leather people, but somehow every time I leave with a leather purse or a leather jacket or, or something in my hands. And, and it's because of him. It's because of this feeling of loyalty that he gives us. So trying to kind of unpack that and try to see why, you know, why does he have this effect on me? And I really think it's his authenticity and it really comes through in his look and his behavior and with the personal connection, you know, he makes me feel, feel like I'm important. Every time I walk in his shop, he's pulling out a chair for me. He's running down to the corner to give me something to drink, you know, it just makes me feel special. I think that that's really an important piece too. Simon and Raphael, I know you guys want to make sure you guys have more time to talk. If there's anything we missed, anything else we wanted to cover before we stop? I'm not really, but I, I would say, you know, I'm based on the question that, you know, there are many reasons why um, someone might, you know, want to repair products or service, you know, services to others. It, it would be because, you know, they are genuinely, you know, you know, like maybe believe in the, the product and, you know, want to share it with others, or it could be because, you know, they, they, they stand to gain something from the referral, you know, such like as, as discounts or rewards. 
you know, some people might also refer others and simple because they want to help, you know, out a friend or family member, you know, you know, to, 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 to gain tractions and, you know, whatever the motivation is, referral can be, you know, an incredible, powerful in, in driving new business, you know, as they come with, you know, a building trust factor that can be hard to achieve through other marketing tactics. Yes, definitely. And the, the referral piece is so important to the loyalty membership system. You know, we always like to offer questions too. Simon, did you get any hands during our call? Is there anybody that has questions? Give yeah, me a second. He's probably, you know, on the line and he might want to, you know, share his ideas also on the loyalty membership. Oh, great. Let's welcome. We'd love to hear your thoughts and questions and, and ideas on this subject. Yeah. Hello. Good afternoon, everybody. Well, my, my contribution is more like a question than an idea. Now, I think I have two questions. You guys have said something about the loyalty program and incentivizing your audience and your customers. So my, my question is, does it mean that in this ever-changing industry, without, without adopting this loyalty program as part of a brand's marketing model, or does, it, does it mean that you wouldn't really get a good customer base without always incentivizing them. Now, the second question is for startups, right? Let's say you have a really good idea. You are trying to build something, you know, usable in this place, but you don't really have these funds to try and, you know, give back to the community in, in a way. And then could this be a problem? Could it, you know, make maybe half with startups or companies leverage on this model that you give back to, you incentivize the community to get the attention or get them to participate in something? I could use maybe last year, I think last year, I don't know if it's a good example, but Elon, Elon Musk using Dogecoin as, I don't know, I don't know as a pretty book. Something, something of that sort. Is it, is it really a good thing or is it a bad thing? How, how could you say is, 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 it, is it in a good position to help companies? Yeah, that's my question. Okay. Well, I can answer your first question and maybe some of the other guys can help with the second question, but with your first question, can a company get good customers that stick around? if they don't have a membership loyalty program. And my answer to that is no, they can't. You know, if you look at all the biggest brands, they are crazy for membership loyalties. You know, look at Coca-Cola, look at Disney. You know, every season they're putting out some type of different loyalty program. You know, maybe we don't see them all because they're going out in different regions around the world and on different media, but, but these companies know the value of, of loyalty memberships and they, they use them very well. It's more of these smaller guys and people starting out and new entrepreneurs, people that don't quite get it or that don't really have the resources are the ones that fail when it comes to membership loyalty. Because what most people do is when the market is good and your ads are running and, and you're hot, you're getting all these new customers coming in. So why even think about the customer? Why, why even think about referring? You're so busy dealing 
with the people that are coming in, you don't care. But guess what? You care when the market starts to turn and those ads don't work anymore and you have to go back to McDonald's or, or whatever may be the case. To answer your question, super important and I think vital for any brand to have a, a good customer, good relationship with their customers. And what was the second yeah, one? I'll take the second one about the startup, if you don't mind, and make it very briefly, actually, because to me, it's quite, you know, simple to, to reply this question. A startup, what, what they need, basically, and mainly they need traction, they need user base, they need, you know, volume and traffic. Sometimes, well, actually, most of the time, the startups are, you know, aware that they need users, user, user, right? But, well, it would be better also, of course, to get new user, but also to somehow engage and stick the user they are getting for the longer period, because it is better to, you know, to make a user loyal that will stick with you instead of keep somehow trying to get new user, okay? So for me, I'd say that loyalty membership, it's important also in the first step of a company because it will make uh, you know the, the, the next step uh, easier for them because they will have a stronger user base instead of you know being forced every time to catch a new user they can fidelize the user they already have about Elon Musk it's it's it, you know it's also quite simple because it doesn't matter if what he's saying is right it's wrong by a marketing perspective by a human being, that's a different story, okay? But by a marketing perspective, he's brilliant because he's keep getting other people talking about him. So, you know, everything you need to do, to it, it's a storytelling, basically. He built up some kind of storytelling around him, his person. So everything he does, actually, it's catchy. And we also have told in our previews to the space about storytelling, and we are going to, to keep to keep talking about the storytelling because storytelling is a key point around the brand identity and so around, you know, the brand loyalty membership. So guys, stick with us and we will talk about, about storytelling much more in the future. Awesome. Thanks for that. Blitz, I hope we answered your questions. Simon, do we have any other, even the other hands, any other questions? Yeah, there is Mabel on the line also. Oh, great. Hey, Mabel. Hey, guys. So I want to speak with you guys. It's morning here. So I was afternoon here, I mean, so it feels so great to add a little to what is being said already. So you guys have already said most of it all. I just want to know out something about the loyalty program and share my experience with you guys on that. So I believe the loyalty program connects consumers to your brand and in the crypto space, let me say project, you know, so you want to stay top of mind when purchasing decision is about to be made and um, the loyalty program is a great way to accomplish that. And also, you know, loyalty programs is like, how can I put it, a frequency driver, you know, most loyalty programs are gamified in some way to drive purchase frequency. And also, loyalty programs might help release new products from time to time. You know, you can use these programs to jumpstart new product sales and um, without specific customer segments. And lastly, yes, collecting first-party data continues to be important as privacy concerns make it more difficult to leverage third-party data. And then loyalty programs come very well in that way, you know. 
it's an alternate way to collect first party data and value exchange between high and my customer. So th there was this referral program I was in with a particular supermarket, the space behind though it's a supermarket. And then I was expecting, you know, personalized experiences throughout their pre and post purchase journeys. So what I was expecting wasn't what I got. So it made make it really difficult for me to delight my referrals and incentivize them to come back. Okay, this is what I mean. Let's say I'm a friend, we are talking, and then my brand, you know, that supermarket, my brand came up in conversation. And then I said, hey, let me, let, let me refer you. So with an easy-to-find primary call to action, me, I'm able to refer my friend with these seconds just talking. But, you know, my, my brand, my supermarket, Without a primary call to action, my referral has to dig, and then this causes friction, which will lead to me losing my referrals. So, with this, I'm just able to sit down myself and say, okay, if I have a brand and I want to go into referral loyalty programs, what are some steps I can take? You know, then I was able to bring out three ingredients that. I if you can help for brands and for me personally, if I if you know want to start my own brand, so something like I need strong program awareness because my customers need to know that a referral is strong, actually strong referral program actually exists, and also easy accessibility is involved, you know, such that my program is really easy to get to. And the last thing I'm able to conclude on to bring out is that um, it has to be really easy to use. You know, a way where it would be simple to refer via text or email and to avoid spams, actually, and then easy to copy your referral link and paste to other. So, all this, though, I'm still working on some aspects because I'm really thinking of bringing up my brand, you know, set up my own part of supermarket where and I'm thinking of this referral program. So, all these are just what these three points are just tops, you know. I can, can implement to make my reality program succeed. So, so do you have any other points, you know, like some steps I can take to add to my three existing points to make this referral reality program succeed? So I just need to say just a few more steps with it. Or do you feel that is okay? Yeah, well, thanks for bringing up the point about the ease of, of doing it. That's something we didn't really talk about. And that's so important. You know, part of the reason people don't refer is because they're too busy. You know, we all have jobs and family and a million things going on. We're thinking about our own stuff. We don't have time to think about this brand. And so, so yeah, good point. You got to make it super easy and you got to stay in front of people. You got to always be reminding them, you know, they see you, they get an email from you. They see you on Twitter they see you on LinkedIn. You're surrounding them. And so even in their busy life, they don't have this time to just forget about you and forget about the referrals. Um, but as far as your other questions, so you want to know what are some steps you can take to, to create a loyalty membership for your market or like a grocery store? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, that's something we'd have to think about. It's hard to come up with one off the top of the head, but that's a unique challenge. Why don't you, if you can join us for our next call and that'll give us a chance to brainstorm a little bit and, and give you some actionable stuff. Okay. Sure. Unless, unless some of the other guys have, have something. I can't think of something right now. Nah, I think that is all for now. Okay. 
All right. Well, Mabel, make sure you you drop in, not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after that. And we can start and, and talk about that. If there's nobody else that has any questions or, or concerns, we'll go ahead and conclude. In summary, we've learned that loyalty memberships are a great tool for retaining customers and gaining new ones. A lot of people don't think about that. That's, I mean, if you're in business, what do you do? You keep your customers and you get new ones. It's the most simple, most important thing. And when it's done right, it's, it's a very powerful way to, to keep your business growing and growing and with very little money and, and little spent on yourself. If you want to continue learning about loyalty memberships, stay tuned to our next episode. You can follow our schedule of podcasts on the Ort Digital Twitter. And thanks everybody for joining. We'll see you next time.